Dreamsofamedia.com presents... When will I learn? The answer to life's problems aren't at the bottom of a bottle. <laughs> They're on Noiseland Arcade. With Craig WK. He's just a little shy because I've tried to kill him so many times. And Sean, the arcade phantom. An underachiever. And yet he seems to be... How should I put this? Proud of it? They're violent and they distract you from your schoolwork. Well, time to hit the books. Welcome to Noise Land Arcade. I am Craig WK, and with me is my co-host, Sean the Arcade Phantom. Craig, Craig, Craig! Yeah? I had a dream that it was the last day of school. Oh, man. Well, it is, Sean. (gasps) Thank God. (laughs) Are you going to ask if this is some crazy dream, too? No, because I know you're going to hit me. Oh, you're right. I was going to. Today we talk about Camp Krusty. Sean, when did this episode first air? Camp Krusty first aired September 24th, 1992. Like a month after the last season's last episode. (laughs) what the hell? So in this summertime (laughs) episode, Bart and Lisa go to Camp Krusty only to find it's a death trap causing Bart to eventually lead the kids in a rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sean, what was going on uh, during this time uh, back in uh, 1992? So, who are your five favorite fighting game characters? Like, if you had to pick. Um, I I don't know. Uh, Ryu, Terry Bogard, Geese Howard. Uh, let's see. Uh, Guile. Uh, I'm trying to think of some others. Uh, you know, Sagat, Because somebody Sakura. who I'm not very good with, yeah. but would make my top five, first appeared in Art of Fighting. Talk about King, baby. Oh, King appeared uh, for the first time? So Art of Fighting was just released? Art of Fighting was released the same day as this episode. Oh, that's cool. So for those who don't know, Art of Fighting is an SNK fighting game that is in the same universe, of course, as uh, Fatal Fury King of Fighters and uh, Art of Fighting characters would eventually find their way into the King of Fighters series. Yeah, King of Fighters essentially is combining all of the SNK franchises because even some of the Samurai Shodown characters appear in there. Oh, yeah. They do every so often, don't they? Yeah, so uh, I... The SNK fighting games were not as popular in America as uh, uh, Street Fighter. Excuse me, Street Fighter. But I really enjoy them. Oh, I love them. And it might be that the Latin American in me loves them because they were huge in Latin America. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know you were Latin. I'm not. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm not, but apparently I have it in me because I love these games. Uh, yeah, they are. Uh, They're they, huge in Latin America, though. Uh, Fatal Fury is the number one fighting game in Latin America. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, no, the, uh, the uh, Art of Fighting, Fatal Fury... Uh, King of Fighters. What else is there? Samurai Showdown. Samurai Showdown. I want to say there's... Is there one other or is that it? At least their main series. I mean, there's like world champions, but... Okay, yeah, that doesn't quite count as much because I don't think those characters made it in to... No, they're weird. Yeah, they're weird. Well, they're like old, like historical figures fighting, right? (laughs) Nobunaga and like... 
Beowulf, Beowulf. I think is a character. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, you're not going to see them. Uh, but yeah, no, the, that is, uh, that's very fun. I didn't realize Art of Fighting uh, uh, came out at this time. Uh, Sean, do you want something depressing? No, to wash, happy down, news. to wash down all of that depression. Happy news. Bring it on, Craig. Okay, well, I, I have something that kind of eventually ends happy. Sort of. Kind of. Yeah. So, around this time in the Detroit area, uh, there was a serial killer hunt that was going on. Uh, there was a, uh, he was known as like the Inkster serial killer. Uh, like, Five, at least five women were thought to have been killed by this serial killer uh, in 1989 and 1990. And even at this point, they were like bringing in the FBI. They were trying their best to like catch this person. Now, I didn't do it. I'm aware. I didn't do it. I'm aware. So I uh, eventually. So the person was never really found around that time. Uh, like the five, the, the five women were like you know, tortured, raped, killed, you know, like nasty, nasty serial killer shit. Uh, eventually, though, there is a, a man by the name of Keith Burns who is serving uh, uh, a 20-year sentence for similar crimes that he, he was caught in 1995. Only after that did detectives realize that the methods used were very similar, and so they kind of started to go back, and by 2007, they, you know, started, or they started up, like, DNA testing and all this stuff, and eventually, within a, I think it was by 2013, the year he was uh, potentially going to go on parole, they charged him with some of the other killings, because he was the one, indeed, who was that uh, Inkster serial killer, and uh, he ended up... Uh, uh, working out a deal where he pled guilty to get a lesser charge. And so to his original 20-year sentence, 23 to 50 years were added. Aw, that's cute. Which basically essentially equates to the fact that this guy's going to die in jail. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. And so it's it's a kind of, it's all in all a depressing story that these people had to die, of course, but it's kind of interesting that, like, they caught him. Like, they didn't realize they'd caught him, but he was caught for, like, another killing and then eventually they went back and were like, whoa, 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 wait a second. And so, yeah, I thought that was rather interesting. And if there is any depressing, you know, part of this, it's the fact that it took me forever to search online for the right serial killer because there have been so many. Oh. I don't know if that's an awe moment. That's an awe moment. <laughs> uh, anyway. I mean, we could have a serial killer podcast and we'd be getting audible sponsorships right now. That, I mean, that's true. That's they, They're real popular, man. I wonder if I started killing people, if we started talking about it on a show, if we'd make mil... <clears throat> anyway, uh, let's talk about the show. Yeah, I'll talk about sleep number beds. I mean, <laughs> if, if you want to sponsor me sleep number, I'll tell how, everybody how great my sleep number is. Because it is great. I love my sleep number bed. I set my sleep number down to 25 when I sleep and 95 when I'm sitting there relaxing. It's a fantastic bed. Mm, We're okay. not sponsored by sleep number, but man, do I want to be. <laughs> so... So we get into the episode and, uh, you know, summer's about to hit, school's almost over, and uh, it's report card time. And Bart gets his report card and it's like nothing but Fs. And he's like, oh, man, he's like, if I don't get like, you know, uh, a C average, I can't go to Camp Krusty. And Krabappel's like, well, OK. And she changes his yeah, grades. It's not fair to the other children, but all right. And then she does so. And then Bart. 
who we know has some sexual pent up feelings about Kerbopple, slaps her in the butt and says, much obliged, doll. And she goes, oh, Bart, I'm going to miss you. Yeah, Bart's subconscious is smacking his teacher on the ass. Mm-hmm. That's weird, right? Oh, yeah. Especially or kind of normal considering the picture he has of her. Yeah, she's probably the first thing he... Uh, Adult. <laughs> no, we're done with this conversation. Yeah. And so Skinner goes over the PA and he's like, students, he's like, it's the last day of school. I hope you brought your implements of destruction. And school's out by Alice Cooper starts playing. And all the kids have weapons and things to break Bart, the school down. Bart has a machine gun. Yeah, he has the machine gun he dreamed about in the last episode. Oh, yeah. It would have been. He got a subscription to the NRA. Yeah. And he's going to shoot the school up with the piercing cyanide-tipped bullets. Oof. Oof. <laughs> he's going to shoot the school up, Craig. Oof. You know, the building itself, not I the mean, students. Yeah, but oof. <laughs> Oh, I don't think you would ever get away with a kid with a machine gun in a school classroom in a TV show nowadays. No, no, never, never in a million years. Even in this context, would you get away with it? No, I don't think you would. Uh, like, it, like after Columbine, uh, right out the window, never again. And so, do you remember when I got suspended because of Columbine? Uh, yeah. Because you stupidly like wrote a list of, or no, it was, uh, uh, no, we had an open discussion about Columbine. And I said, man, that's fucking stupid. Why don't they just kill everybody when they were all in one room, like a pep assembly or something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> then you got a suspension. Was it a suspension or detention? It was a suspension. You guys spread the rumor that I got expelled so I could come back mysteriously one morning <laughs> in a trench coat while it rained. <laughs> Oh, we're I've bad never people. seen a room go silent as quickly as that, and it was great. We're bad people. Anywho. So. Xander from Legend of Retro made a replacement for me. Yeah? Do you remember replacement, Sean? Who's replacement, Sean? He just carved it out of lunch tray. <laughs> <laughs> he carried it around with him. It's replacement, Sean. <sighs> Good times. I, I miss replacement Sean. He was a cool dude. He was the best co-host you ever had. He was my favorite co-host I'll ever have. So, uh, it turns out that this is a dream. You know, Skinner asking students to set fire to the permanent records. Nelson Bart has a flamethrower. <laughs> it's super messed up. But it's also some of the worst uh, animation I've ever seen. Because Nelson is, like, not moving, and the fire just keeps squirting out. Yeah, the, the yeah some, some things they definitely kind of, uh, you know, went a little light on there. Uh, but I, uh, so Bart wakes up, though. And because Homer tells me, he's like, wake up, boy. And he's like, oh, and Bart's like, you know, oh, my God, like, I dreamed that, like, you know, like school was out. Uh, and Homer's like, well, it is. And they point at the he points at the calendar and it's June 12th, which was indeed the uh, 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 was indeed a Friday in 1992, though this episode is airing in September. Yeah. Anywho. So, uh, which is kind of funny, right? Episodes don't air in June, so. Well, no, but don't you suppose it should have been one of the last episodes of the season? You would think so, but I mean, making it the first, it's like, it's a good way to get into like, oh, we're going back to school. Let's burn it down. Uh, I suppose. And so. Also, I mean, come on. It just aired right after the last episode for the last season aired in August. All right, that's fair. If anything, that should have. 
Should have switched. Yeah, Yeah, whatever. Uh, And so, you know, Bart's like, how do I know this isn't some sweet dream? And Homer rolls up a newspaper and smacks him in the head. And he's like, a pinch is more traditional. And so, uh, you know, they uh, uh, are, let's see. They go to breakfast. They go to breakfast, and uh, uh, you know Bart's looking at like this camp crusty pamphlet, uh, and you know they have like you know the the deal is is that they need a C average. Yeah, Marge asks if Homer remembers. The- well, anything. there's a promise, and we'll talk, we'll talk about, about that, that at the end of the episode. <laughs> and so uh, Bart tries to convince them that there's a new grading system, and and Homer's like, "Listen, like you know, you got to work hard. You know, how does the new grading system go?" Uh, you know, I don't know. Do you? DCBA or DBAC. <laughs> DBAC. Which is sad because he threw his sister under the bus. You think he would have said DA? He really did throw her under the <laughs> bus, but Homer's not buying it anyway. He's like, you know, he basically gives him a lecture on how he has to work hard for his own stuff. And he's like, no, be quiet while I listen to the lotto. Uh, and of course, he does not win. Uh, at school, Bart puts in his locker combination. And did you catch the locker combo? 36, 24, 36. Why does Bart laugh at that? What's the gag? I don't know. I don't. I have no idea what that's in reference to. Arguably, it's a very easy combination, and maybe that's why he's laughing. But like, why? Like, what does that mean? I have no idea. But Bart opens it's up. Not, his, it's not bust size, is it? Um, I mean, those are technically like uh, three set numbers are like this, like you know, a woman's sizes. Technically, it would be what height? Uh, what what is it? Height. Yeah, it'd be a 36-inch bust, a 24-inch waist, and 36-inch hips. Yeah, that's what oh, it would be. yeah, okay. So it's, yeah. he's laughing at the fact that he's, he's is that Krabappels? No, that that's like considered the ideal size. Oh, okay. It's like the Miss Universe size. Oh, okay. Not Krabappel. Yeah, because- uh, He's got some sexual tension for us, so I just thought maybe. Sir Mix-a-Lot, baby got back, made me think about that, actually. <laughs> Classy. I appreciate, though, that we open up the locker and it's like jungle sound effects. Yeah, so funny story about lockers. Uh-huh. In high school, I forgot my locker com one year early on, like September, and I never once used my locker for the rest of the year because I forgot them. <laughs> I didn't have anything in it. And I'm like, oh, well, whatever. I'll just carry my books. I don't care. Funny. I don't know if I knew that. What year was that? I think it was like sophomore or junior. I don't remember. Oh, funny. Uh, well, I mean, if it was like later on, like senior year, it wouldn't have been bad because it's like, well, you barely would have had books anyway. You had a same thing I did where you took like a slack off year, senior year, blow off uh, year, I think is what we called it. Uh, but anyway. Skip school and go to the arcade year. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and so uh, I, we have Lisa in class and she has A's in like everything. Even Jim. Yeah, which she's not very good at. Well, it's funny because usually so long as you try in gym, whether you're good or not, you'll get full credit. No, you don't. No, you don't. It did for me. Yeah, well, that's because you beat up other kids, Craig. You, you, <laughs> right, you had that bully fair. mentality. Trust me, you you don't always get an A in gym. Uh, fair, fair. I, were you trying? I was always trying. <laughs> Bullshit. It's not my fault I was too sad for Jim. Too sad for Jim. 
Um, I'm trying to think of the line, and the only one that's coming to me is, uh, listen, I don't need this. I just swallowed my favorite whistle. Uh, but anywho, uh, Lisa has a B-plus in conduct. Yeah. A B-plus? She's never had a B before. And so when she goes to Miss Hoover... It's got to be a typo. It's got to be a typo. got to be. You know, and Hoover's like response is like, everyone needs a blotch on their permanent record. Hoover is such a bitch. Like, she really like, is. Her bopple is like a kind of a cocky bitch, and she makes like snide comments, but she's at least like funny and down to earth and tries to t- teach the kids. Yeah, and she also, I mean, at the very least, even though it gives us some of our worst Martin moments... She does appreciate the kids that are smart. Yeah. Unlike Hoover. Hoover's just a bitch. Yeah, Hoover's kind of the worst. And so Hoover's like, you know, like not going to change it. And like, at least I love, grabs her hand and she's like, perhaps I'm not being clear. And then Hoover like, tries to pull her arm away and she's like, Lisa, you're hurting me. Which I love. Uh, and so uh, uh, Bart goes to get his grades. And, you know, he's trying his best. He's like, you know, I'm giving the books in great conditions, sometimes in the original wrapping. Uh, and I love that Krabappel just looks at him with his deadpan expression. She's like, duly noted. <laughs> and uh, Bart tries to, like, flirt with her. And he's like, I've never seen an angel fly so low. He's, like, trying to, like, like ham it up to her and stuff. And she's like, forget it, short stuff. And, like, crams the report card in his face. And he has nothing but D's. She calls them short pants. Short because pants. Because she is checking out those pants, too. I mean, I don't agree with that, but I hope that that's true. I, re- I read you some pretty terrible Simpsons fan fiction on Patreon. Is the good ones the ones with Bart and Krabappel? I'm going to look for those for our next picture. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> and so Bart tries to convince her. He's like, I need to get a C average to go to Camp Krusty. And I love that she's just like, we'll have a delightful summer. <laughs> See, she's a bitch, but she's fucking good at it. Right? She's funny. I, she's got enough charisma to back it up. Uh, yeah, sorry, Hoover. You made your dump stat wisdom. Idiot. Or Christmas or Dumpstat, she put it on oh, wisdom. Right. Yeah, yeah. What a dummy. Certainly not intelligence. Or else she'd have known she was, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> it was psychosomatic. She would have also known that she couldn't drive through red lights because she's a teacher. <laughs> Can we do that? <laughs> so, uh, as the school day ends, we have uh, everyone getting excited. And we have uh, Willie spiking the punch in the teacher's lounge. Otto pops a sick wheelie with the bus. I don't know how, but he does. Uh, Wendell is sick. Millhouse is getting a swirly. And school is let out for summer. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. We didn't learn how World War II ended. We won! <laughs> USA! 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 I also love that we see, uh, once again, something that kind of comes and goes from the school. The bell? The, the bell. seldom seen clock tower? The very seldom seen clock tower from the uh, uh, bell tower? I guess it's a bell tower. There's no clock to it, is there? Yeah, it'd just be a bell tower. Yeah. You're right. I, I mean, it transforms and mutates so much. Who knows? Maybe sometimes it is a clock tower. Uh, but uh, Skinner's looking outside and like kids are trying to flip cars and like running around freaking out and he's like I haven't seen such hurly burly or unfettered hurly burly since the fall of Saigon and once again we know that uh, Skinner was you know part of Vietnam War and the fall of Saigon uh, Sean are you kind of familiar with it? Oh yeah because I watched Hey Arnold 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, that'll do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the fall of Saigon is essentially when uh, American forces were escaping Vietnam and we were backing out of Saigon and all of the citizens were basically trying to kind of come with us, kind of like they were trying to hop into helicopters with us because like they were afraid the you know northern forces were basically just going to do probably pretty crummy things to them and do nasty things for the country. Mr. Witt gave up his daughter. I can't talk about that or I'm going to start to cry. Oh, God, it's so sad. I, I will start to oh, cry. That is the, oh, God, I love it. Uh, on the bus, we have uh, a kid. Did you notice the kid firing off a bottle rocket? Yeah. I, I never noticed that before I was doing research for this episode. Uh, but uh, Otto says it's three months of SpaghettiOs and daytime TV. Otto has enough money banked up that he doesn't need a second job for summer. Are you fucking kidding me? Otto I, is that fiscally responsible? He's not. I presume that he will either rely on his girlfriend that dances topless at the airport. Or jury duty to give him money. Uh, I guess. I have no idea. Give blood? I have no clue. Uh, but no, he is not fiscally responsible enough for that. Although he does drive the pool mobile. You're right. He does drive the he pool drives, mobile in drives, summer. Yeah, so, okay, he's got a summer job. Yeah, see, fine. Uh, and I love that Bart has a jeweler's monocle. Yeah, that's kind of weird. He's got the little jeweler's lens, and he's, like, trying to fix the grades. And he's like, look at this hand. All aces. And Lisa laughs, and she goes, oh, Bart, why didn't you forge plausible grades? <laughs> Which is real dumb. It, oh, yeah, it's super dumb. I faked my grades once. Did you change Ds to A pluses? No, I watched The Simpsons. I knew what to do. Ds turn into Bs so easily. <laughs> so... Uh, Bart at home is watching a commercial, and it's for Camp Krusty. And I holy shit, Krusty's really good at riding a horse. I think what's more impressive than that is the bear pushing the little girl on the swing. <laughs> what is up with that bear? It's hilarious. I don't know if the bear's funnier than Krusty, who's riding a horse better than any equestrian I've ever seen. <laughs> but what man can tame him? <laughs> Uh, Krusty admits to the camera and goes, Camp Krusty was built on an actual Indian burial ground, which is not very PC. Obviously, it's supposed to be Native American. Uh, and we're going to have another moment of Krusty kind of dropping some low-key racism here. Uh, but uh, that's, of course, a reference to Poltergeist? Yeah, Poltergeist is uh, built on an ancient Indian burial ground. Native American. Native American. <laughs> And uh, uh, he's like, you know, and for you fat kids out there, he's like, you know, image enhancement camp. Uh, and it like shows this like pudgy kid that transforms immediately into this scrawny kid. And Krusty like puts his hand over his face. And it's like, wow. You know, it's Krusty's exclusive program of diet and ridicule, which will really <laughs> get your results. And the best part is you get to spend the summer with Krusty. Honest engine as he has a head dress the you know, feather headdress on a little bit of low-key racism there right no it was normal at the time i mean it was racist but it was normal <laughs> at the time i'm not saying it ain't normal at the time but a little low-key racism right oh yeah yeah it's kind of high-key racism it's high-key racism it's basically <laughs> blackface for native americans yeah pretty much uh and so bart tries to hand off the report card to homer yeah, while well, Homer's uh, mowing the lawn. Lousy roller skate. Uh, and so I love the line here. So Bart goes to hand him the, you know, the report card. 
And he's like, he's like, straight A's. You don't think much of me, do you, boy? No, no. sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir, that's great. And much like you said, a D changes into a B so easily. And he's like, you got greedy. Uh, and Bart's like, you mean I can't go to Camp Krusty? And he's like, he's like, Bart, he's like, you know, we made a deal. <laughs> he's like, you know, I thought that, like, you know, uh, giving you this deal would, like, you know, improve your grades. He's like, but why should you pay for my mistake? And he's like, you mean I could go? And he's like, I didn't want you hanging around all summer anyway. <laughs> And then we get one of my favorite gags ever, where it's, oh, Dad, you're the best father a boy could ever have. Thanks, son. Now you've got little hands. Can you reach under that mower and pull out that skate? The engine starts up real quick. <laughs> it's like, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Bar would have lost his hand. Oh, yeah, if he was lucky. Maybe his life. Good Lord. And so Bart is preparing for the trip. Marge is helping him pack. And one of another solid line from uh, Bart uh, as, uh, uh, you know, she's like, Bart, where are your swim trunks? And he's like, I'm a swim naked. You're what? And he's like, I think the you know human body is a thing of beauty. And Homer comes in and he's like, Marge, do I have more? Is my, my, or is my back hair getting thicker? Gross. Yeah. Lisa, though, is uh, at Dr. Hibbert's. Alone, without her mom, which is weird. Maybe Grandpa took her? Where the hell is he? She's alone at Dr. Hibbert's. This strange Cosby doctor is just taking any little girl who comes into his room. Well, when you put it that way, yeah. It's yeah, it's real up. freaking weird, right? <laughs> like any kid alone with a doctor we without their parent is freaking weird. Technically, this is a scene transition. Maybe this is later and Marge is with her. Who knows? I think she came alone, and I think that's disturbing. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, she does ask for a bunch of inoculations to, uh, uh, let's see, malaria, German measles, uh, encephalitis, and Hansen's disease, which, by the way, are you familiar with those? No, I am not. Go on to that. So malaria is transmitted by, uh, via mosquito. Uh, malaria uh, kind of messes with, I think, your immune system, if I remember oh, right. Oh, kind of like West Nile? Very similar to West Nile. I would dare say that malaria is a poor man's West Nile. Which, shout out to our buddy Andy, who uh, previously had done stand-up comedy and got into a lot of trouble with... Uh, yeah, that joke got him into a lot of trouble. Yeah, it really did. It really, really did. M more people suffer malaria than you would know. Uh, yeah, like malaria groups. Uh, was it West Nile groups? It was West Nile groups. West Nile groups really rose up in arms against him because his joke made it to like YouTube. And so he ended up having to take it down because he was doing like job interviews and stuff. And he didn't want that like messing with them when he did like when they did background checks. And I was like, what? That's bull. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, you don't want like a, a group of sick people to be up in arms against you. <laughs> so I guess I get it. So shout out to all of our, our uh, listeners out there who suffer from malaria West Nile. We definitely don't mean harm. It's just, you know, it's just a poor man's West Nile. That's all the malaria is. <laughs> or no. West Nile is a poor man's malaria. West Ma yeah, that's right. Oh, West Nile is a poor man's malaria. I believe that. Yeah, I believe that was it. Uh, German measles uh, are... Uh, essentially, it's rubella, uh, which uh, eventually will be uh, referenced to The Simpsons because Bart gets a rubella inoculation. Yeah, he does. Uh, rubella, German measles, is kind of like chicken pox, where you get like sores all over your body and stuff. Uh, encephalitis is probably one of the weirder ones. Swelling of the brain. 
transmitted by like insects and animals. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know a lot and about nerve that tonic. One. Oh wait, no, that was gigantism. <laughs> and then finally, Hansen's disease. Do you know what Hansen's disease is? Yeah, that's where you try to pick up a little girl and then you're told to have a seat, right? No, good guess though. That was Chris Hansen, right? That was right? Chris Hansen disease. <laughs> oh, okay. Hansen's disease is something you know about. Oh yeah. Leprosy. Oh. It's the it's one of the uh, other names for leprosy. Oh. Isn't that weird? That's weird. <laughs> but Lisa doesn't want it, but she does have a case of hypochondria. What's the cure to that? Oh, wow, we pop. Don't patronize me, doctor. <laughs> Back at home for the night. Uh, you know, Marge says that, you know, she's like, I'm going to miss this. And, you know, I told myself I wouldn't cry. And then all the, like, the family's just like, <laughs> like, go, like, just mowing down on food. And Marge breaks down and cries. And then we have a weird, like, father-son moment. This is one moment. of my favorite father-son moments in the entire series. It's, so go through it. So Homer takes Bart's pickle. And Bart says, hey, hands off my pickle. I don't see your name on it, boy. No, but, and he licks it. And Homer just says, oh, yeah? Dips it in Bart's milk. Checkmate. <laughs> and Bart is just enamored, and he says, always thinking two moves ahead. Checkmate. It's so weird. It's so good, though. I really enjoy the scene, but it is so weird. Y so you ever put a pickle in milk? No. Check. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to wait for somebody to have milk next time and throw a pickle in it. Just be like, check mate. I just don't know of many people that like go out of their way to drink milk. Really? Yeah. I mean, like maybe for breakfast. Maybe. I have milk like every night with dinner. That's stupid and weird. And delicious. And you're going to get pickles in your milk. You don't want pickle milk. Check mate. <laughs> No, seriously, I had milk with my dinner tonight, actually. But you get pickles in it. We didn't have pickles. We had tacos and salsa. Were they well, actually, pickled we had, jalapenos? We had a taco roll. Were there pickled jalapenos? No, there weren't. You can tell me, Sean. There weren't pickled jalapenos. <laughs> this is a safe space. You can tell me. Anyway, so I... I at the bus as you know the kids are getting ready to leave for Camp Krusty uh, this is one of my favorite Martin scenes in the entire it's series so it's good. so freaking good he goes he's like you know the Martin's dad Mr. Prince is like you know enjoy your image enhancement uh, camp son spare me your euphemisms it's fat camp for daddy's chubby little secret you promised you wouldn't make a scene <laughs> it's so good so great <laughs> Uh, Marge is giving last minute advice to the kids and she's like, you know, watch out for, you know, poison ivy, leaves of three, leave it be. And Homer's like, leaves of four, eat some more. <laughs> is that the first weed joke? No, no, that isn't. It's, um, the auto show. Oh, uh, yeah. What, uh, what is it that is joked about? We have the guy who's high as fuck in there and gets hit in the face. Oh, you're right. Yeah, but this also isn't that where they say it smells like Otto's jacket in there? <laughs> yeah. Or is that a different episode? No, I it, it, I think you might be right. It might be that one. But at the very least, we do have the stone guy who gets hit with a frisbee. You're right. I uh, 
And so, you know, as they're leaving, Bart's like, you know, don't go in my room. At least it's like, you know, like, don't replace the pets if they die. Oh, no. And then as soon as they're out of sight, all the parents, like, scream and ho- like holler. And, like, one of the women, like, pops a cork on, like, a champagne bottle. And we hear a voice yell, don't come back. <laughs> Which is what I said to my kids years ago. Oh. I haven't seen them since. Oh. Anyway. So they go over a bridge, and the bridge collapse collapses, right? Yeah, that's not a good sign. Yeah, not a great one. It's an old one. <laughs> and so they arrive at Camp Krusty, and uh, the the video they're watching of Krusty telling them to like you know have fun. He's like you know I leave everything in the the hands of my good friend Mister Black, and he's like now I turn everything over to mr black and in the same voice we uh, have mr black appear mr black and he's like he explains that he has uh he had uh previously worked at euro crusty land for 15 years where he was the president until it blew up <laughs> is that a just a reference to the fact that euro disneyland didn't do as well as like the american one for a while yeah euro disney bombed actually when it first opened and it actually put disney into debt Really? It put it them into debt? It did. They um had a whole disastrous thing. Euro Disney's actually profitable now. I wouldn't be surprised now, you know, especially with the, the increase in popularity of uh, Disney. But when did Euro Disneyland, do you know when it was created? I don't know off the top of my head. I want to say 1992, 91. It's, Wait, just, like, it just, just opened as in chaos. I was going to say, because that's just around the time when they were having their golden age kick back in. I mean, like, they just got through, like, a dark era, right? Yeah, they just had gone through the dark era. Disney, Euro Disney, which is now Disney Paris. Okay. So, so, so it would have been in the early 90s, and they would have, what, had Little Mermaid just come out, and... Uh, Aladdin would Aladdin. be nineteen or ninety-one. Beauty and the Beast would be right now. Okay, so they're starting to kick back. Euro Disney opened April 12th, 1992. Oh, so they would have just had. Just had their horrible opening. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, Euro Disney, actually, it's kind of cool because Disney has, like, sections of their park. Like, we'll see in Itchy and Scratchy Land how they have different areas of the land. Yeah, yeah. In Disneyland and Disney World, they have Tomorrowland, which is supposed to be, like, the land of the future. Uh Uh-huh. So Tomorrowland and Euro Disney is actually based on Jules Verne. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's got like a Jules Verne-inspired like vibe to it. It's really freaking cool. That is neat. That is very neat. I think I've brought it up once or twice, but I'm a huge theme park fanatic, and yeah, I love like, yeah. Disney and Disney Land. I'm going to Disney soon, actually. Oh, are you? Yeah. Which Disney? Uh, uh, Land I'm going to Disneyland. I'm going to California. Oh, nice, nice, nice. I've been to Disney World, but never Disneyland. Disney World is a better park. Disneyland has a better Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, I'll keep that in mind. So high. Uh, you can't get an Indiana Jones ride at Disney World, but you do at Disneyland. <laughs> there's only two parks in California. There's four in Florida. Yeah, there's a bunch. Uh, Bush Gardens, SeaWorld. Oh, just four Disney parks in Oh, Florida. just four Disney parks. There's right, Animal yeah. Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, formerly MGM Studios, Disney World itself, and Epcot Center. Oh, yeah. Epcot, too. I forgot about that. I only went to Disney World. Didn't do the others. Oh, you're missing out. Hollywood Studios is fantastic. Hmm. If I go back there, <laughs> I don't have plans to go to Orlando anytime soon, but 
uh, definitely something to think about. Yeah. And any of the Disney parks other than Disney World itself, you can actually, well, the Magic Kingdom, Disney World, you can uh, drink so you can get <laughs> shit face. In Epcot, they have like the World Showcase where they have all the different countries. And what you do is you do drinks around the world. So you start in one country and you do like tequila in Mexico and you drink sake in Japan. You get real drunk and you ride theme park rides. It's freaking fun. Yeah, or adult a, theme parks are great. Or a stomach ache waiting to happen. Good lord! No, you fill yourself off on churros. Don't be a monster. That's why you started in Mexico with the churros, Craig. Touche, touche. So, I, uh, uh, Mr. Black asked the crowd if they can, if they want to ask him any questions. You and then one more. And in the uh, so we have uh, uh, Millhouse right? Is it Millhouse right? Yeah. Raises his hand and he's like, "Can we call you Uncle Blackie?" <laughs> he goes, "No." <laughs> Next question. And uh, Bart wants to know when they'll see Krusty, and he says, oh, "I'll be around eventually, but until then, you'll be in the good hands of your, you know, uh, uh, camp counselors, Dolph, Jimbo, and Kearney." Yeah, it's the first time the bullies are ever there without Nelson, isn't it? I believe uh, you're right. Wait, no, they wouldn't have been with Nelson and um, Telltale Clad. You're right, yeah, yeah. yeah the, so, their first appearance, they weren't, but almost every other time moving forward, Nelson's somewhere around. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, the, what was the, what was that I was going to say? Just had a brain fart. Shoot, it'll come to me later. Uh, but uh, uh, one of them coughs, Wendell coughs, and he's like, looks like we got a troublemaker. <laughs> they beat the shit out of Wendell. I'm sure they do it off screen. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, Homer and Marge seem to be doing okay for themselves, though. Back at home, Homer like jumps into the shower with Marge, and they're gonna flirt and you know have sex essentially. Okay, can we talk about shower sex? Shower sex sucks. Not the best. Everybody, no. everybody likes different temperatures in the shower. It's a combination of getting between the showers and finding some. Shower sex not, sucks. Not cracking your head open on a yeah. uh, uh, faucet. Yeah, hoisting yourself up on a towel bar—it's it, just shower sex sucks. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I would agree with that. Pools as well, not good. Well, yeah, because water doesn't make a good lubricant. It dries no, everything out. it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so we have I I I. Bart and Lisa are touring around the camp, and uh, I believe it's Kearney, who I love, especially in this episode, and, and Sean and I have talked about this separate, so we're not going to dwell on this long because it's mostly just relevant to us, but we had a coworker that will oh remain nameless, who we refer to on occasion as Kearney, because he reminds us so he much of Kearney. He acted like Kearney. Looks just like him, acted like him, a giant jerk. I kind of like the guy. Oh, I liked him too. <laughs> but he was a jerk. But he he was a jerk to usually younger children, which is kind of funny. Yeah, like go we figure. Like we worked in a grocery store. And, yeah. And so Kearney opens the door to the uh, the cabin and like a chicken runs out squawking and he's like, if you don't like it, T.S. the first time I learned T.S. Tough shit. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we also have a rattlesnake crawl or slither, I should say, in between like Lisa's legs. It goes out the door, and she's like, "This is uh, rustic." And so Bart's like, "I'm not worried. It's got the Krusty brand seal of approval." You can only find that on products which meet the high personal standards of Krusty the Clown. Meanwhile, <laughs> we have Krusty 
in some facility somewhere, his studios, wherever, and uh, there's an alarm clock, and he touches it, and he's like, ah, and he's like, and the guy, the, some business guy is like, ooh, that gets incredibly hot if you leave it plugged in. And Krusty's like, yeah, all this stuff is fine. And we see all this junk. It's like sparking and springs sticking out of it. And Krusty's like, oh, I'm off to Wimbledon. And we see that Krusty doesn't really give a damn. Back at camp. <laughs> They're at a fire. And they have pine cones on, tree, on branches. And Bart's like, don't we get any marshmallows? Shut up and eat your pine cone. And then they throw like a tire onto the fire and like dump some gasoline on it. Uh, we get another great Kearney line when Lisa's <laughs> about to get into the canoe. This doesn't seem very safe. Well, it ain't getting any safer. <laughs> and then the rapids tear the, the, uh, the uh, what would it be, kayak, essentially. Kayak? It's a canoe. Canoe, canoe, thank you. Uh, tears the canoe off and it like goes into the river. It's like just, you know, shatters to dust. Uh, and we see over in Chief Starving Bear. Oh. The image enhancement camp. Uh, Martin is getting yelled at by a drill sergeant. Yeah, he is. And he's like, I, I don't remember. He's, he says something wrong. Oh, I, ha I have it right oh, here. Oh, by all means. All right, you balls of pan drippings. I want to see Crisco coming out of those pores. We're not leaving until this Christmas ham gives me a pull up. And then the song begins. <laughs> and they sing the song of the, the uh, Camp Trusty. And we find out some location names. Uh, apparently the camp is uh, by Pig Snake Lake. Oh. It's in the shadow of Mount Avalanche. <laughs> Who builds a child's camp under Mount Avalanche? Trusty. Fair enough. You're right. And uh, uh, we we uh, have the kids sing the song. We also see uh, in the crowd uh, a couple of interesting faces. We see Cherry and Terry are there. We know Ralph is there. Wendell, uh, Millhouse, Barton, Lisa. But we also see the Nelson's two goons. Okay, in the back of the shot. Mm -hmm. Is that Eliza from Lester and Eliza? It looks a lot like her, right? It looks like Eliza, right? It looks a lot like her. I wonder if Eliza went to this camp. Maybe she did, and she had a good time. Where's Lester? Maybe he had a D average, and his parents wouldn't let him go. Oh, God, poor Lester. Yes, poor Lester indeed. Is their baby sibling a baby with one eyebrow? You oh, think? Baby Gerald? Sure. I can see that. <laughs> Anywho, uh, as they uh, get served gruel, Lisa's like, you're serving us gruel? And Dolph is like, actually, it's Krusty Brand imitation gruel. Nine out of ten orphans can't tell the difference. <laughs> and then we, of course, have uh, the villains are not eating gruel. They're drinking brandy. And things are going okay it's for them. It's pretty opulent for them. Yeah, things are going okay for them. I... Uh, since the kids left, though, Homer's lost five pounds. And look, he's got a new hair. He's close to having a comb over. Things are going okay with Homer without children or having just one child. I, I also love that when it cuts back to uh, the camp, the imagery of the camp being at night, Bart and Lisa being in like, not necessarily like bunks because, you know, they're sleeping on burlap sacks essentially, but sleeping above one another, you know, one above the other. Yeah. Uh, I love the mental, or not the mental, but the, the imagery of them breathing 
and like the the seeing their breath and cold stuff, air. how cold it is. I just love anytime the Simpsons go above and beyond with their animation to make like the scenery or the 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 setting a little bit more involved than just a sunny day in Springfield. Love it. Yeah. So it's uh, lights out for the kids. Yeah. Uh, the the counselors are gonna go uh, meet some tail on the other side of the lake. Nice. I think we can all agree that Jimbo, no doubt Dolph and Kearney and you know the, the you know the entire th- uh, trio, uh, have to be terrible lovers, right? Like they have to be. I'm sure girls go for them, but there's no way they're givers. I mean, we they s- take we, we saw some scenes with Jimbo. With well, we'll see him coming up. His shirt gets itchy. His shirt's chafing it. Oh no, his pants are chafing him. <laughs> Total D-bag. Total douche. So, but uh, I love it. I love it. Also, I love the bullies. Did you catch what happens when they leave? No. They lock them in. You hear the sound of like locking, which means that the lock is on the other side of the door. They lock them into the cabins here. That's awesome. No, They're going to die if there's a fire. <laughs> yes, they will. And they want to light one because it's so cold. Uh, Speaking of them dying. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So Lisa goes to Bart and she says, uh, I feel like I'm going to die, Bart. We're all going to die, Lise. I meant soon. So to die. <laughs> Across the pond. Over in England, we have Krusty eating strawberries? Yeah. Is that a thing at Wimbledon? Eating strawberries? Maybe. I don't know enough about Wimbledon. Because here's the thing. So Krusty's at Wimbledon. He he yells out the name of like one of the players. And he try, he's like, joke, joke. And the announcer is like, well, the Harlequin in the th- like, first row, please settle down. And and Krusty's like, sorry, your majesty. And we see Queen Elizabeth nearby like rolling her eyes at him. Who? Queen Elizabeth. Who? The current queen. That corgi-loving lizard person. <laughs> Yes, John, that corgi-loving corgi lizard person. Uh, yeah, the, the queen who is still the queen back then. Yeah. She's been the queen for a long time. Forever. Like, her family's got to be thinking she won't die. <laughs> right? <laughs> also, uh, the names that Krusty uh, and the announcer mention uh, were not in uh, any of the 1992 champions. So I don't know if they just pulled, like, American tennis players' names. They might have. I, I could have done more research on this, and, and then I apologize to the fans, because I, I was in a little bit of a rush doing these notes. So. Eh, it's, it's tennis. Who cares? <laughs> it's not a sport anyone cares about. The one tennis fan is going to chew me out for that quote. You want to know what's funny? I, I've, become, I've begun to appreciate tennis a lot more since I started reading a manga about tennis, and so now I'm like, I kind of know a little bit about tennis. Is it Prince of Tennis? Uh, no, it's because uh, I love Prince of Tennis. Prince of Tennis is I've heard really good. Uh, it's um, oh shoot, it's a, a Japanese name. I read uh, translation online. Uh, I actually got into a conversation with my brother-in-law about my future brother-in-law about this. Oh yeah, I'm not a big sports fan, but man, I freaking love sports anime. Sports like, manga is a lot of like fun. Like Slam Dunk. Slam Dunk is dope. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Sports manga is pretty great because it's basically a battle manga. Yuri on Ice? Different... Come on. Oh, it's so hot. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good. I mean, just like real figure skating, it's so hot. All those guys in tight uniforms. Oh, I love figure skating. Anywho. So Homer, back at home, is getting in shape as Marge writes a letter to the kids. 
and she she hopes that you know the they enjoy the jelly bean cookies she she you know sent them and we find out that kearney is eating them and he goes simpson tell your mom your, your cookies suck and he throws the like crumples up letter at her well he's right jelly bean cookies jelly beans in general suck i'm not a big jelly bean guy yeah nobody is unless they're a freaking monster because jelly beans suck they're that crappy candy you get on easter that nobody wants that your grandparents give you and you're like Oh, thanks. I'll love these jelly beans. And then you throw them out like six months later because you forgot about them. Now, hold on. I will say I eat. Any candy given to me, I pretty much eat. I'm not going to throw candy out. I'm not going to look a gift candy in the mouth, if you will. It's However, jelly bean. I will say this. I eat the jelly beans first because they're not nearly as good as most of the others. I'd rather be given candy corn or those little strawberry candies. Candy corn. Now you've gone too far, Sean. Candy corn is the worst candy. No, jelly beans are worse than candy corn. No way. Yes way. Dude, Dude no jelly beans way. suck. Jelly beans fucking suck. I'm going to be honest. I don't think there's any candy I hate more than jelly beans. They have that weird grape texture in a candy. It's like, how could you make candy more disgusting? Make it like a grape. You want to know how you make candy more disgusting than that? You make it like corn. Candy corn, corn is, is delicious. Vile. Grapes are disgusting. Vile. Wait, grapes are good. No, oh, yeah, grapes are gross. You're weird about fruit. Yeah, fruit sucks. Most fruit. Berries are okay, and so are citrus. You're so fucking weird. You don't like sweet breakfast cereals? You don't like grapes? You don't like cherries? Fuck you, Sean. Fuck you. <laughs> I hate jelly beans. I'm going to say it. No, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that jelly beans are amazing. They're not. I'm more than willing to admit to that, but I'm not willing to go as far as to say candy corn is better. Have you ever had Alton Brown's candy corn? No, and I don't want it. It's fantastic. It's an amazing recipe, and you should try it. It'll change your mind on candy corn. I disagree. Candy I don't corn think is like delicious sweet wax. Okay. But at least the black jelly beans are okay, right? No, because I'd rather eat black licorice, which is delicious. I mean, it basically is black licorice. Yeah, but it's got that disgusting taste of like hard and then chewy. That's textured, dummy. Okay, it's got a texture that's crappy. They suck. I hate jelly beans. As bad as candy corn. <clears throat> but here's something where I think we'll both agree on. The notion of putting jelly beans in a cookie instead of like chocolate chips sounds pretty abysmal. Oh, right? it's disgusting. <laughs> Can you imagine cooking them in there? They'd get like a weird melting on the inside, but not melt all the way out. I mean, I'd try one to be polite. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. No, I wouldn't. I would say I was on a diet because then somebody would feel bad if they tried to give it to me. Oh, that's that's a pretty smart way to go. So, anyhow, I uh, Lisa writes a letter to Homer and Marge. Do you have that letter? Because I have that entire letter. In oh, front by of me. all means, dear mom and dad, I no longer fear hell because I've been to Camp Krusty. Our nature hikes have become a grim death march. A snake bit me. Back in line, maggot. Our arts and crafts center is in actuality a Dickensian workhouse. <laughs> Come on, these Gucci walls have to be on the streets of Hong Kong. Bart makes it through the days, relying on his unwavering belief that Krusty the Clown will come through. Krusty is coming, Krusty is coming. But I am far more pessimistic. I'm not sure if this letter will reach you as our lines of communication have been cut. Now the effort of writing has made me lightheaded, so I close by saying, Save us! Save us now! Ah, letters, the kids' letters from camp. 
She complains now, but when we go to pick her up, she won't want to leave. And then when it cuts back, we see that there's a typhoon that's ripped their cabin apart. And Bart says that next year, he's going to get a summer job. Uh, also, uh, the the reference of giving the guy the letter on horseback and then a bottle of booze to go with it as he hides the letter. Is that the Scarlet Letter reference? I believe so. It's an old movie reference, right? Or to be a book reference? It'd be a book reference. Book reference maybe that was turned into a movie? Could be. Yeah. But we're going to get to one of my favorite Homer lines. <laughs> so what happens next, Ron? So they're having a picnic at night. Well, it's like Twilight. You it's know, like the Twilight, setting. the sun yeah. setting. Once again, love the imagery. The imagery, anytime it's not a sunny day in Springfield, I love it. And Marge complains, it's getting late. We'll miss the fireworks. Homer looks at her and says, Marge, we got all the fireworks we need right here. <laughs> he lifts open the picnic basket and it's full of fireworks every time Homer says something that you think is going to be sex and it's not it's hilarious yeah it's pretty great it, that is a, a great string of gags that kind of goes all throughout the Simpsons yeah I mean I don't know about Homer fiction the seasons fun, the but... fun times he can have in the backseat of a car by him <laughs> and it's him eating a, like, eating a, a piece of pizza and a hot dog uh, you know when he, think, uh, when he thinks about like what women uh uh, what he can get like women to do for him and it's like Marge <laughs> mowing the lawn as he drinks lemonade and stuff like there's so many great moments like that uh, and so Mr. Black comes out on stage and he promised the kids a treat in lieu of dinner holy fuck that's dark and so he brings on the man that turned an abandoned mule tannery into a like summer wonderland which are you, uh, uh, I guess maybe some, I, I would imagine you're familiar with what a tannery is, right, John? I am, yes. Uh, this implies essentially that they turned mules into leather. Yeah, it was essentially probably a tannery in an abattoir. Abattoir? A slaughterhouse. That's, the mule <laughs> went into the slaughterhouse. <laughs> the mule went into the, was slaughtered in the abattoir. Uh Anyway, uh, so I, you know, I Bart in the crowd is excited. Krusty is finally here. He's gonna bring them food, water, and smite their enemies. Do an extra D eight damage, was it? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it depends on the, the depends spell on the level. Levels. Yeah, spell Sweet. level. If you add in some more, you know, it'll do a little more. And if it's a demon, it'll be even more. And let's face it, if anyone's a demon here, it's Mr. Black. <laughs> Mr. Black is definitely a demon. <laughs> no doubt. Or a devil. And he, so, he could be a devil. Yeah, oh yeah, no, probably devil. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. But a fiend nonetheless. Yes. Shout out noobs and dragons. Listen to that podcast. So, Krusty comes on stage? Yeah, and he looks funny. But not, but not funny. <laughs> He's kind of having trouble keeping his balance. Bart immediately realizes, though, and says, that's not Krusty the Clown. And what is Mr. Black's defense of that, Sean? Well, what do you think? I slapped a clown suit on some wino? <laughs> and so Bart freaks out. He he's you know had rapid heartbeat from the crusty brand vitamins. His calculator was missing what like an eight and like a nine or something like that. Yeah, and Krusty tells him that he is so crunchy the clown, <laughs> and it's most obviously Bernie. Yeah, it absolutely is. Oh, and Crusty's uh, uh, biography was filled with uh, a lot of uh, you know it was a bunch of bull. Yeah, it was full self-serving and had many glaring omissions. <laughs> 
and Bart starts chanting that they want Krusty. And I love that Barney joins in and he's like, we, we want, want crunchy. crunchy. We want crunchy. <laughs> and Mr. Black goes to the uh, the the three henchmen, essentially, Dolph, uh, uh, Jimbo, and Kearney. He's like, I thought you broke their spirits. We did. You broke nothing. <laughs> he slaps him in the face. And he's like, to the hydrofoil. <laughs> As the kids freak out and chase after. They let the uh, image enhancement kids go. They're chunky brothers who they tell to gorge themselves on the, the trot of freedom. freedom. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Martin has his like head in a j- big bot of g- g- uh, gruel. And he's like, sweet, nourishing gruel. Uh, the kid's stuff that was being hidden from them is being handed out. And so Ralph gets underwear. His head kind of changes weirdly. The yeah. animation looks a little funny there. Kowalski uh, gets bronies. <laughs> then who gets the insulin? Crandall. <laughs> My insulin. Uh, and so we have Bart taking down the Camp Krusty flag and replaces it with Camp Bart. I thought, I thought he was going to name it Camp Freedom. Ah, this is more zing. And so, uh, meanwhile, uh, over in England, we have Krusty, who's about to be knighted. Presumably does not, because this interrupts him. A phone call comes in, and he's like, this better be important. He listens on the phone for a moment. He goes, holy gewalt, which I believe in, like, father. Was it like father, like clown? We found out that that basically meant, like, oh, my God. I think that was the episode. I think so. Uh, And so, back at home. We have uh, Marge and uh, Homer are watching, uh, let's see if I can get the pronunciation right, uh, Serdred, uh, what is it, Serdred, Serdredinma Baradad's yoga party? Is that right? I don't know. I think you butchered it. Probably. I think Baradad is correct for the last name. Uh, who is, this is the second reference to them. Yeah. They were referenced in uh, uh, Blood Feud, uh, the book The Unsinkable, uh, Sarudin Ma Baradad? Yeah, Sarudin Ma. There we go. Sarudin Ma. Took me a second, but Sarudin Ma Baradad's yoga party, he originally had a book by Mr. Roman, The Unsinkable, Sarudin Ma Baradad. Uh, was yeah, so that's the second reference, and technically, I think we see him a third time when Homer's going to different religions to get money from them. Oh, you're right. I believe we see him again. Uh, now that one, I would have to double check and make sure it's the same character. We'll, we'll check it when we get to it. Yeah, it's not too far away. Oh yeah, no, we're getting there. I, uh, but a news report comes in, and Kent Brockman explains that he's been to afghanistan vietnam and iraq and without hyperbole this is a million times worse than all of them put together (laughs) which i i mean obviously afghanistan to this day is filled with strife but afghanistan even back then was being you know uh, uh arms were being funded uh to the you know different like groups to try to fight against the communists that were coming in from oh yeah they were fighting against Russia uh huh coming in from Russia yep we had well the Soviet Union uh, right the Soviet Union well yeah yeah because at the time it would have been the Soviet Union now it's no longer a thing yeah because that would be mid eighties yeah that would have been a thing uh, Vietnam of course there was the Vietnam War and Iraq of course they j- just had an issue with uh, Desert Storm there or Desert 
shield. So, so out of yeah. those three, John Rambo fought in two of those. Can you name which ones he was in? Uh, Afghanistan. And uh, he himself was a, a Vietnam War vet. Yep. Uh, he never went to Iraq. Nope. Really? That just seems like a no-brainer for a Rambo movie at that era. He might have in Last Blood. We haven't got to that yet. Okay, that's true. We, we're waiting on our buddy to give us a rundown on that one. Yeah. Xander, uh, uh, <laughs> some years ago, basically like gave us a cliff notes of Rambo, and it was all the cool scenes, and he fast-forwarded, and it was, what, every Rambo movie in like a half hour? It was 15 minutes per movie, so we gave him one hour for the four Rambo films at the time. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's a lot of fun, actually. Uh, but uh, he, he's, you know, Ken Brockman's going to get an interview with the ringleader. And in Homer's head, we just hear, don't be the boy, don't be the boy, don't be the boy. And as the, you know, kids pull aside and we see on a throne is Bart. And he immediately yells out, don't! And his stomach gets wider and the hair that he grew falls out of his head. And Bart says, I just really want the world to know just how crappy this camp was. Can he say crappy on TV? Well, on this channel again. And Krusty helicopters in. And so, like, all these reporters are, like, asking him questions. And they're like, is it true that you, like, attempted suicide when you heard the news? Are you and Princess Die just friends? And he's like, you people make me sick. Where were you at when I sang in Farm Aid? And goes to, like, punch one of the reporters. Man. The paparazzi talking about Princess Die aged well. Right? Right, Craig? That aged well? It's not super dark now in context? So Princess Diana died in 1997. And essentially, from what I understand, she had been like stalked by paparazzi and was like, essentially they were trying to speed away from them and get some distance and like ended up in a car wreck and Princess Di died. Which is something the royal family paid for it as a hit. Because she wasn't part of the royal family. She, she was an outsider. She was an outsider. And here's the thing is like. Unlike, well, watch out, Meghan Markle, because they're coming for you. There's a good chance of that. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, but uh, to not be too topical, to take this back to a historical sense. Yeah, Princess Diana uh, was an amazing person. Oh, yeah. She was great. She was an amazing human being. She tried to like champion, you know, all these different like things. She tried to do everything she possibly could for the world with the popularity and she the wealth she had. She was known as the people's princess. Yeah. That, that everyone was loved everyone her. referred to her as. America loved Princess Diana. She was, div- uh, was, did she officially divorce Prince Charles? Or was it that like basically they were like separated? They were separated. Okay, so they weren't really divorced, but they were essentially separated. My girlfriend got her middle name from Princess Diana. Really? Yeah. I'm not surprised. With as popular as she yeah. was, everyone loved her, and everyone had reason to love her. She was amazing. And then she died for a stupid, stupid reason. Yep. Oh, by the way, Farm Aid is an actual music festival that started in 1985, and now I'm just depressed. Well, that's what you do to us every week with the news, Craig. Oh, this doesn't feel good. Let's push on through. That's what it's like every week. Is this what I've been doing to everybody? Yeah. I don't like this one bit. No wonder everyone hates me. Next week, it's just going to be charity events (laughs) from Craig. (laughs) (laughs) So, Krusty's brought before the kids, and they're like, you know, are you the real Krusty? And he's like, come on, I'm the real one. And they're like, prove it. Who played your uh, daughter on the short-lived President Cloud series? He's like, know her name he's like but she held up a liquor store last year and 
Bart smells a pig. Yeah, he smells bacon. He smells bacon. He, he check up the check for a wire, and so the kids start ripping in his clothes and stuff, and we find. Hot. I mean, yeah, that goes without saying. Uh, we find that he has a third nipple, a cattle skull birthmark, and a pacemaker scar, which is a reference back to Krusty gets busted. And Bart is distraught. He's like, Krusty, how could you lend your name to an inferior product? He's like, I would never lend my name to an inferior product. Wah, wah. <laughs> Which obviously is a joke to the fact that there's so much Simpsons product on the market at this time. A lot of it that's crappy is off-brand and like, you know, bootleg. But like even non-bootleg stuff is some pretty crappy stuff just piled out there. Uh, but I... Krusty's got a good excuse, though. He drove a dump truck full of money up to his house. He's not made of stone. Park goes through some of the issues, though. And he lets Krusty know that one of the campers was eaten by a bear. Oh, my God. Well, actually, it was just his hat. Was it a nice hat? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. To make it up to the kids, though, Krusty is going to take them to the happiest place on Earth for two weeks. Tijuana! South of the Border, which was originally written by uh, Jimmy Kennedy and Michael Carr for the movie with the same name from 1939 plays. Uh, I would say Frank Sinatra's version is probably about the most popular. Probably. And uh, scenes of them being in Tijuana show like postcards going by, almost like the ending to Earthbound. Yeah, kind of. Like pictures scrolling through. And so we see, uh, let's see. The kids make it to Tijuana. Uh, they watch cockfighting. That's dark. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty messed up. Uh, we see Krusty drunk and passed out in the street with a bottle of tequila. Bart gets another tattoo. Yeah, that's weird. They've got sombreros on in one of the shots, like sombreros and like ponchos. And then uh, it cuts to uh, uh, the bus leaving, someone taking a picture of that, and then Krusty not be on the bus. But Krusty drove the bus. So which one of the kids is driving? <laughs> Maybe it's Wendell. <laughs> I sure hope not, or there's going to be puke all over the dashboard. All over. Oh, man, that was a long drive to Tijuana, right? Oh, yeah, Wendell threw up a lot. Oh, yeah. Although, I will say, Camp Krusty, there are rattlesnakes. There's more rattlesnakes in southwest of America than anywhere hmm. else. I mean, there's definitely, like, you know, rattlesnakes even in just, you know, mid kind of the south of the Midwest there. Uh, you know, uh, states like Georgia and Florida and, you know. I saw uh, a rattlesnake once. Uh, pretty terrifying. Oh yeah, it was super terrifying. Oh yeah, absolutely. Threw a rock at it and ran. <laughs> I uh, when I <laughs> like a little coward too. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I uh, as a kid, I I would go to Kentucky to visit family quite a lot, and one of the things like my mom would warn me when I would go out to play into like the the you know back hills of this little tiny, uh, tiny tiny town, uh, was basically like watch out for rattlesnakes, and it was like. All right, sure. And so I was always super paranoid of rattlesnakes when I would go on family vacations. Oh, kind of funny. So what's the lasting impact of this episode, Craig? It's a summer vacation. The The show's over, right? Like the, the kids are going to advance into the next grade? Yeah, we'll see the next year of school, right? They'll never finish school again. Ever. Uh, Ever. Uh, uh, Ever. Uh, They're not going to go to military school and graduate 
from fourth grade there and second grade there, right? Sounds like fan fiction. No, that that's in the real seasons, isn't it? I think you might be right, I think which that's is really season sad. Eight. I think it's the end of season eight. Yeah, I like it is. that episode. Well, you have bad taste. <laughs> it's 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 just like a it's like a worse version of this. <laughs> and, I mean, uh, and then I mean, imitation. This is you know nine out of ten Simpsons fans can't tell the difference. It's also very reminiscent of like uh uh uh, uh Lisa on Ice. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like the two of them combined into one. Yeah. And it didn't mix together like a pickle and a milk. Oh, it mixed together like a pickle and milk, let me tell you. Anyway, no, my, my lasting impact for this episode, Sean, is the fact that it's a summer vacation episode. Yeah, it's a kids episode, too. It's all focused on the kids. And it's it's not it's hardly the, the best of season four. We're going to get into some solid hits for season four, but it is an immensely good episode. Okay, so I talked to you about this before this episode started yeah. a little bit. I saw this episode on a lot of top 10 lists. Do you feel it's top 10? Of season four? In general. Do you mean all good time? Seasons, all time. I don't know that it's top 10. I love this episode. It's I a really, good episode. Yeah. yeah. Really enjoy it. I don't uh, want to sound like I'm knocking this episode because I love this episode. But top 10? I don't know if about I top 10. If I see this on your top 10 list, you're probably wrong. <laughs> There's a you good need to chance. watch more Simpsons. There's probably a good chance of that. There's like six good episodes in this season that we're going to come up to. It might be better than this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a, a, a Patreon special for the future. Uh, top which, 10 episodes? Of the season even. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll eventually do we'll like do a season, season breakdown. Week, and yeah. we'll talk about how great it is. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, oh, by the way, uh, for all our listeners, go to patreon.com slash media for all of our Patreon specials. Uh, we do a bi-monthly half-hour show, so two half hours in a, in a month where we talk about different topics. But, uh, Sean, is Not your, just our shows, either. You get uh, access to every single GameZilla uh, Patreon special. Yeah, at the $5 tier, uh, you get a whole bunch. And then, uh, actually, at the $1 tier, even if you just want to start there, uh, we have a monthly show... Uh, uh, it's called State of the Zilla. This is the you know GameZilla Media Network, of course, and uh, uh, yeah, we uh, cover a range of different topics. We pull different team members, so expect Sean and I to be on one of those sometime in the future. Uh, but Sean, was your lasting impact the fact that it was a summer episode? Oh, it's a summer episode, and it's focused on the kids. We haven't yeah. gotten a lot of those yet. We we've had a few. We've had sure, a few where but... it's like they're one of the major plot points, but this. The B story is small. It's a small B story. Oh, very tiny. You can almost say that it's it's like it's so tied into it's the A side story of the A story. Yeah. is all it is. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's it's almost not a B story. It's like a a point one story, and it's great. I love it. It is very good. Uh, but Sean, you have a uh, particular quote that you love that I know you say pretty often. Oh, yeah. What is that? This is a toast that I make to every single person whenever I'm out with my friends, and it is probably my favorite Simpsons quote. Of all time. Yo, Mr. Black, another brandy. Gentlemen, to evil. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite quote of this episode is just that what kind of father Homer is. Uh, Marge is talking with Homer as they, you know, are, are, you know, early in the episode talking about, uh, uh, you know, Camp Krusty. And Marge is like, Homer, do you remember your promise to the children? Sure do. When you're 18, you're out the door. 